Previously on the Adventure Zone, this doorway opens in the wall and three names appear above it. Antonia, Rowan, and Lord Artemis Sterling. Well, guys, I guess I'll see you on the other side. Hey, guys, uh, my name's Cam. Oh, I mean, I've been here for a long time, but I got screwed over. Um, but that's that's not important. This goes against everything I believe. Well, uh, luckily, it's not your decision for sake. <laughs> all right. And they chose trust. Hell Yeah. Live from the inescapable depths of Wonderland, it's time for another round of Heart Attack, the heroic dating show. I cast True Seeing on Magnus. You see that red robe, and you just see this red robe put uh, a single skeletal finger to its non-existent lips. Fret not, dear listener, it's always darkest before the dawn, unless of course you're locked in some sort of pain dungeon. It's the Adventure What does it mean to be a hero? You did just call me madness. Did it I? It sounded like madness to me. You definitely oh, no. said madness. Was that a clue? That was a clue, wasn't it? It was a clue. Uh, it was a clue. Start over. To second take. They put that one in Mad- the blooper reel. Madness. Got it. Magnus, what does it mean to be a hero? The two liches in front of you, who you can see in their, their true form, are still giving you the same prompt, Magnus. And you don't really know where this site came from right because taco didn't give you a heads up but you you blink a couple of times and the true sight fades and i don't want to be a rules guy but he does have true sight for an hour so i do not know why that vision would be fading so quickly when i cast i cast correct <laughs> woo-ha woo-ha i've got you all in check i'm i'm gonna re- retweet that um okay but it's just gonna be a lot of kind of uh, yeah sure fuck it why not yeah, all right. You still got the true sight, and it's uh, it's still on you, and you have it for a whole hour, and you you just see this red robe, and now he's just kind of floating uncomfortably in front of you. His uh, his main <laughs> we planned don't know interaction. What shit, we're gonna be doing in the next hour. I'm not gonna burn a a, a level six spell for your narrative. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can still see this red robe then, and he's he's just kind of floating expectantly. Uh, uh, in front of you, and the the two elves who you still see as liches. Thank you, Justin, for the clarification. Uh, don't mm-hmm. don't don't seem to take notice of the red robe. Your answer, a Magnus. You know, if you'd asked me in my younger days, back ten years ago, or I, fifteen seconds ago, <laughs> yes, that was the joke. Thank you, Dad, for filling in the punchline. Um, You're welcome. I would have told you that what makes a hero is is someone who acts. Someone who leaps into the fray without thinking. But, you know, I've had some time to think now, and I would say that I've, I've grown a little wiser. And uh, I would say that a hero is someone who acts when it counts. Acts at the right moment. Acts when it's needed. Um, with that, you hear a, um, a little bell ring. Um... Uh, signaling the the end of this this game of heart attack, uh, and the audience applauds your answer, Magnus. 
and uh, there's a little music stinger playing you out. And the two liches say, um, well, it sounds like our uh, suitor has made their decision. Let's see who they chose for their hot date. And that's, This is exciting. And that screen beside all of you uh, drops to the ground, and the, you can see the figure casting the silhouette. Um, it is another one of those marionettes, and uh, because of Taco's spell, it's still kind of shuddering and making kind of weird pseudo laughing noises um and and really it's just kind of like collapsed onto the ground and one of its legs is just like uh repeatedly lifting up and thumping down into the ground uh okay let me i have a question i'm serious what do mag i mean what do taco and i see you see this because he only cast you yeah you cast you sight on magnus you see the same thing the true sight kind of just made it so that magnus could see through the blinding lights and see like who was in the studio audience but you see you all see this um kind of creepy display uh and it's just not stopping that its leg is just down into the ground um and uh uh edward says uh well hmm well we learned everything we need to know so i guess let's call it a draw um, let's move on. This has gotten, frankly, a little too weird, even for us. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they, they, tr- but I would have won, right? Oh, let's not, it's, po- it's like, whose line, baby? The points don't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would have. And, uh, they, they turn to like go, but before they do, they say, oh, w- wait, we need to find out how your opponents in the last round of trust or forsake fared. Uh, and a sc- probably pretty fucking bad, huh? <laughs> and a screen uh, uh, appears behind the two of them, and it lights up, and you see three figures standing on a glowing square labeled "Finish," and you recognize that they are on that board game that loaded into this room previously. Uh, it's it's all sprawled out behind them. And it takes you a second to recognize them because all of the sacrifices they've gone through here in Wonderland have have changed them pretty dramatically. But it's the three adventurers that you met in the Felicity Wilds. Uh, It's Rowan and Antonia and Lord Artemis Sterling. And they look rough. Um, Sterling is the worst off. First of all, he's no longer like a young, like, boy man. Um, he's aged probably, it looks like into like his late thirties and his hair has gone an early bright silver. And he's also like, that's sev- a good look though, Griffin. Like, it's a I good know look, that you're but- trying to make him sound haggard, but like, no, he's a young silver. He's on box. some Malfoy shit for sure, but he's also severely injured. Um, oh. and that's a good look, you know, he's, uh, he's laying in Antonia's lap and she's trying to comfort him, but, um, she's, she's not looking at him like she's not looking down at him while she's she's doing so and you realize she's wearing a bandage wrapped around her head that's just covering her eyes um and rowan is standing and facing the screen and he looks just withered up he looks so worn down you could see big patches missing from his big red beard no Um, and you you can't hear anyone on the other side um but you can tell that sterling is just like wailing and this column of black smoke is just pouring out of him and as rowan recognizes you guys on the other side of the screen you see him mouth the word clear as day why i point at taco (laughs) (laughs) and then the screen shuts off and how are y'all doing i haven't asked you that this arc i feel like that was a good thing to know in the last one just like a quick a quick emoji check-in with the boys 
Uh, I don't physically feel great. Uh, I've I've had better days physically. Um, emotionally, I'm about over it. <laughs> From <laughs> yeah. just like a emotional perspective, I think I'm pretty well done with these people and these 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 creatures. Yeah, uh, I would say Magnus is kind of an like physical taking a lot of like physical damage is is like Magnus. You know, he's a tank. It's his mo. But yeah. like, just like he's just being worn down psychologically by this shit. And Merle's saying, "Hell, hey, I'm okay. How are you? You well, lost the- an eyeball." Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I know, but Except I- for continuing to run into door frames, Merle's doing great. <laughs> um, the 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 two elf liches, um, they seem to like notice that you guys aren't like having a great time. Uh, and Lydia says, "Uh, you all seem pretty down in the dumps. How would you like?" A bonus round. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm good, actually. It sounds, uh, yeah. Uh, Cam, sure. I like that about as much as a poke in the eye. Cam looks <laughs> Cam looks over at you, Taco, and he says, uh, uh, the bonus round is how I ended up getting trapped here in the first place. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, yeah, like, no shit. Yeah, dog. No You're kidding. You're not, like, uh, I'm telling like, us, so oh, what? It might be bad. Oh, so it's the first part of this game to be unpleasant. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Edward is kind of like um, awkwardly like tapping his fingers together. He's like, it's kind of not optional, though. No, yeah, no I also figured like, that. Obviously. Okay. And uh, another pitch black door opens up behind them as they disappear. Uh, and it leads you into the next chamber, uh, which I'm assuming you're you're popping into. Unless you want to hang sure. out, and I mean, you can you can look around this this room more if you if you want. There's like I said, there's just a bunch of these marionettes just now all inactive. Uh, actually, they're just sitting completely stationary in these risers facing the stage, um, just just not moving. Uh, and they're they're these intricately made with uh, all these different points of articulation. These marionettes, but they have no face. Um, I take one hey, of their Magnus? arms. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna say, take an arm, baby. Yeah. All right, I need to rebuild my collection. <laughs> sure, you uh, you pop off one of their arms, and now you have a wooden arm. Cool. Uh, and then I and then I slap the laughing marionette with the arm, and I say, "Pull yourself together." Uh, as <laughs> oh! as you hit the laughing marionette, it stops. It finally stops moving. Let's go, guys. Yeah, we're following. Okay. Uh, in the next chamber, you're in another large circular room about the same dimensions as the the one you just left um and in front of you are three large platforms uh just not not very high up about a, a foot and a half off the ground uh uh and each one has a huge multicolored neon sign hanging above it um and one says escape game one says healing game and one says recovery game and as you walk in, you hear Lydia say, um, oh, wait a moment. One of you has already played the escape game. And that pedestal dissolves into black smoke and wafts up into the ceiling. Um, and so you're just left with two platforms that say healing game and recovering game. And you hear Edward say, for the bonus round, you get to decide what game you want to play. Both are terrific little diversions, but this time you only get to pick one. So we have to assume that heal means we get healed, and recover means we get to 
take something back that we gave up, I would assume. Maybe our, maybe our, but maybe just spell slots and stuff. Um, um recover those. I don't know. Um, Cam, Cam still looks like, like kind of uncomfortable just being in this like bonus room decision chamber. Cam, which one did you choose? What happened? I, I ended up, I ended up playing the escape game. And, oh, good. And I, well, I, I lost, and that's. That's why I'm here and ahead. How do you lose a bonus round? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm no games master, but a bonus round should just be winning. Well, it was a it was a bonus round for the person who won. It was it was kind of like the decision game. I came in here. I I was hired to 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 guide someone in here, and we were doing well. We weren't doing very well. We made it through a couple rounds, and then uh, we played the escape game. And they made us an offer where if one of us betrayed the other, we could escape, but we'd leave the other one to be stuck in Wonderland to suffer eternally. And I told her it was a trap. I told her anybody who left this place alone wouldn't survive 10 minutes in the Felicity Wilds, but she took the offer and, well, here I am. This this person you were guiding, older lady? Yeah, but, I mean, she got older while we were... Here, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, do you know? Yep. Do you what? know? Do you know Lucretia? Just a guess. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're kind of working for, her, basically. So she trapped you in here too. She sent us in to save you. <laughs> she, wait, she sent yeah, you. In, we're here to. She sent you in to save me. Holy sure. man, res- rescue <laughs> mish. Yeah, yeah diehard rescue mish. We're here for you. You see, like. Uh, tears start to well up in his eyes. Uh, and you should pleased. probably stay hydrated because I don't think you can drink water. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of speechless. Uh, he says, uh, "Maybe I was wrong about her. I, I, I don't know that I can escape anymore. I, I I'm pretty sure well, the no, only they reason they took the pedestal away. Well, no, it's not just that. I mean." I'm just a I'm just a head. I'm pretty sure it's this place that's keeping me alive in the first place, but that that means a lot. Thanks, guys. You just you hear you just hear Edward just go like <clears throat> Yeah. Let me be a coach for a second. Look, we're not gonna escape. Right. I say we go for heal. Right? The stuff we've given up, we gave well, up our own okay. free will. Let's get healed up. We're not gonna get healed any other way. But but yeah, hold on, if I, I might counterpoint for a second. Cam makes it sound and Cam, please correct me if I'm wrong. Makes yeah. it sound like only one of us will get and the other will lose. Maybe. So you you hear it, uh, Edward say. So it sounds like in the heal chamber, maybe like one of us gets healed, but the other two lose hit points. That would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk, tacos down to like a decimal point we something. Could, we could make that work. Yeah, I say you we know do what? It anyway. Now that you mentioned it, I'm still doing pretty good. So, like, sure, let's do it. Heal. Yeah, let's go to the healing room. Okay, you all step up onto the healing platform, and as you do, a ripple of light uh, emits from the platform, and everything at- else in the room disappears. As uh, the light comes down, Taco is hit by the realization that there's a possibility this room could test the healing abilities of our party, and he's hit with a deep existential dread. <laughs> Just like a, a mortal panic. He basically like tries to get off the pedestal and things just can't in in time. Um, talking about me, aren't you? Uh, and I, I guess I should also ask Ditto. Um, yeah. 
do I see anything before, like, let's retcon a second. Before we step on this platform, does the true sight reveal anything? Huh. I'll tell you what, that's a good, that's a really good question. Yeah, your your true sight showed you when you walked into this chamber, Magnus, and it's something the other boys didn't see, um, is that for like a, a split second, uh, everything in this chamber was just black smoke, like the same black smoke that you've seen uh, that, that pours out of you when you have a bad time. Um, it was just black smoke, and then it kind of like firm firms up, almost like a... Uh, you know how popping pop in works in video games when you're like too far away from a thing and then it's just like boop. It, it was it, it's kind of like that, um, and you were the only one that kind of saw it. It was like the contents of this room like had to load in for a second. Gotcha. How's that? Um, so this light ripples throughout the room, and um, all of a sudden, the three of you are all standing in front of. Uh, a, a little pedestal with two buttons on it. And the buttons are labeled with the other names of the people in your party. Um, so, Taco, you're standing in front of one that says Magnus and Merle, and so on. And you hear Lydia explain. Oh, and there's, like, there's like bright, uh, like, neon trim lights running all uh, around the room. And the words healing game uh, are, like, floating in a big sign between all of your pedestals. Uh, and uh, Lydia says, um, we know some of you are fear- faring a little bit worse than others, so we thought we'd give you the chance to balance out some of your current states of physical well-being. So in the healing game, we'll allow you to transfer some of your vitality over to a friend. But in doing so, you will experience a bit of energy degradation during the transfer, so they'll only receive half the vitality that you send in their direction. So... In the healing game, you can give another person on your team some hit points at the cost of two to one. And how many hit points does Cam have to give to Taco? Uh, This is a great point. Okay, Cam also has a little pedestal, uh, uh, and it has all your guys' names on it. And you you all have a pedestal that has Cam's name on it. And he's like... I'm going to be honest, I'm just ahead, so uh, I don't really have a lot to give or receive, so if, I'm, I'm probably going to abstain from this, this challenge. I'm actually good to go. I'm full of hit points. There's just, like, four of them. <laughs> All right. What are you well, down to, Taco? 14. I'm at, like, 75. Okay. Even though there's some internet discrepancy, I maintain I'm at 71. So... I'm going to give... Uh, do I hit the button of who I want to give it to? Uh-huh. All right. I hit taco, and I give 40. That would kill you. No. Oh, you no. give it... You're, so he's getting 20. Right. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you're giving him 40, so you were subtracting 80. That would be a fun way for Merle to go. Um, but just by oh, pressing the, the ultimate button heal. Bit, yeah. He made the ultimate heal. Yeah. Now who can't heal? Dead. <laughs> uh, all right. Taco heal 20, and Merle take 40 points of damage. Okay. That's Mag- bold and brassy. Magnus? Uh, you got anything? Taco, what's your, what's your max? It recently, uh, it recently went down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I am currently at 34. And my max is 49. Um, I don't shit. see what that's just real low. Is it? Is it Griffin? Is it? 
is it, is it real low? Is it almost like some fucking liches of your imagination sucked my hit points away from me, a wizard? Is that what happened? Is yeah, that what weird. may account for the lowness? It's really, it's like real low. It's like so crazy low, huh? <laughs> it's just super wicked low. It's all I could think about. Yeah. Uh-huh. I kind of feel like, so... I feel like I want to do like that guy in the office that when everyone starts like collecting for charity, you don't really want to give, but you also don't want to be the only one who doesn't. So I'll give, I'll give like 10 of my hit points to give taco five. That's also like 10% of tacos (laughs) health though. So. All right. You just, you just lightly tap the taco button. I mean, I need, okay. Like, on, Guys, like, I don't know what just happened, but I had a skinned knee and it healed over. <laughs> but like my job is the, to get hit. Taco's job is to way. stand in the back. It's still red. It's not healed up completely, but like it's definitely somewhat healed. <laughs> There's still a little, a little raspberry there. Thank you for whoever was so kind to donate that. Um, you know, it averages out <laughs> that like we gave you 12 and a half points each. Uh, as a, no, no, it doesn't really. As someone who has taken a lot of shit over being a bad healer, I don't think it ever. I just out at healed, all. and I'm the tank. So who's the best healer, really? You know, how you're much supposed did you to heal? heal? How, you you did a knee. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm a gonna very say, like, important knee. While all this is taking place, just a little bit of that smoke is coming out of you guys <laughs> as you have this <laughs> argument. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, right, yeah, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Um, and Th- it, thank it, you to everyone who gave an average of twelve and a half hit points. I really appreciate it. Uh, hey, and least we could do, buddy. Um, and ta- uh, Magnus, you actually see that red robe uh, who has sort of been shadowing you from behind. He floats uh, into the the middle of the three of you, and he he sucks up a little bit of that black smoke. <laughs> tasty, tasty. Uh, and uh, joking aside, like Taco, you looked fucking pretty bad uh, because it was still from that washing machine that fell on you. Uh, but you're you're actually looking a lot better. Like your wounds really have closed up a bit. Merle, on the other hand, you um, you actually have started to look a little bit bad now. Um, and Magnus, you also have a skin knee. You and you feel like, and it's. It, can I say something? It stings. Doesn't feel he good. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't he have two skin knees? Uh, yeah, that's a great point. You have two skin knees because or of the two to one. Wouldn't it just be that one of the skinnings is twice as big? Nope. You got two skin knees. Ugh. It's a. It's a really good luck. Um, and uh, with that, the uh, lights in this room kind of shut off, and a, another door opens up in the back of the room. Another pitch black door. Let's do it. I'm, am I, I, Griffin, am I safe to assume that I'm seeing a lot of, like, and the black smoke starts to fade in this room and form a new room kind of thing? Yeah, actually, you see the inverse. As you leave this room, you see it, like, start to unload a little bit. And then as you, as soon as you uh, walk into the next room, uh, you see it s- sort of fade in uh, just, like, a second too late. Um, and it is another room with, with, I mean, it's not another room. It's the same room with that big old wheel of sacrifice in the middle of it. The wheel, I wanted to call it the wheel of misfortune, but I think that was an old Animaniacs goof. No, that was wheel of morality. Wheel of morality. Damn it. You're right. Um, but yeah, the three of you, uh, with Cam walk into the wheel room and, uh, you see, the same big stone door on the far side with four dots over it uh, that are sort of a dim red. And it's the same old wheel. And you hear Edward say, hey, this is a wheel of sacrifice. You guys know the score. Just spin it around, fill up the dots. 
Let's talk about those disclaimers on the auto ads. Um, uh, and you hear Lydia say, um, Edward, can you take this seriously, please? This, this round, uh, as you might expect, the sacrifices will be a little bit more intense than they have been, but I know that the three, well, the four of you have it in you. I didn't, I didn't expect it to get worse. I kind of (laughs) did. Yeah. A glass half empty. A little bit of smoke. Oh, my. A little, little bit of smoke came out of Taco with that. All right. All right. You got to stop going Eeyore on us, man. Uh, so who's going to go first? I'll do it. Are we doing it four times again? Yep. Yeah. Magnus spins. Swords. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Phenomenal. Uh... Magnus, you hear Edward say, Mmm, perfect. Magnus, if you choose to accept this sacrifice, you will lose a fight. <gasps> Lit- literally, you will lose a fight. You will have a fight taken from you. Hmm. What do you say? Uh, well, you know, uh, this is one of those circumstances I'm going to say this one's not going to be up to me. Uh, Taco, Merle, Cam. Um, this sounds like it's more you guys having to fight a fight without me. Oh, no. Uh, I'm, th- so, I'm sorry. I think he's talking about a past fight that you fought. No, no, no. You misunderstand. You won't have to uh, leave your friends in the lurch and have them fight the fight themselves. The fight itself will be lost. It will be just gone. It will never exist. You will have the glory of an important battle uh, just stripped away as that battle simply won't exist. And remind me what happens if I say no? Penalty. And, and <laughs> Sorry, a penalty I, was, is... I, had a, I had a mouthful of coffee. Because <laughs> you, you sounded very Eastwood there for a second. Yes. You know what? Bite my butt, I'm taking the penalty. Wow, okay. Uh, as you say that, you hear Lydia say, Wow, I'm, uh, I have to admit I'm pretty disappointed. I had a pretty good one uh, lined yeah, up for you Yeah, that's why I there. figured. You seemed very excited about it. Um, and so, you know, I, I just wanted to have a moment where I felt in control for a second. Okay, well, you're in control. And you see a fifth dot appear over the door in front of you. Well, dump. That's oh, a little bit of smoke that's a real far- Oh, hey, you know, not so bad. That looks good. Actually, you know, now well, you that I love, think about but, it, but I was, I will say this: you love fighting, huh? You just I do love. love well, yeah, okay, listen though. What if that was a fight? Like that was a boss battle to like save someone's life that they took away from us. You know what I mean? If they say it was a similar fight to us us fighting the Raven, like, you know what I mean? Like that could have destroyed a whole town, could have ended the world. And you wouldn't have gotten credit for it. Uh, You hear, you hear Edward say, "Uh, lucky you, you get to participate. You get to be in Wonderland even longer. You get to play the wheel game even more. This is, I I said penalty. I should have said super prize. That is great. Yahoo. Here we go. I'm spinning the wheel, and it's stopping on mind. Oh, man. <laughs> Merle, mind is a tough one. Um, you've already lost some uh, important memories 
uh, to the wheel in this game. And for this third round of the wheel game, we're going to take some doozies from you if you accept it. So if you accept this sacrifice, Merle, you will lose the memories of the birth of your children. Take the penalty. Merle's got kids? Imagine my shock. Merle's a deadbeat dad. <laughs> a gag. A gog. I'm aghast. I'll take the penalty. As nurturing as he is, you know, as unwill... Oh, I guess I can't talk yay about him anymore. He gave me a bunch of hit points. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, I can't believe it. And with that, a six dot appears above the door. And you hear Lydia say... Well, this is, um, you boys may want to get comfortable in there because it seems like you might be in it for a while. I'm spinning the wheel. Hand. Hand. Uh, let's see. With hand, we will take away some of your, um, capabilities. Um, Taco, you are an accomplished wizard, but you also have a, a, a certain other special knack that uh, that few wizards can claim. Uh, you can do sick flips and sweet tricks. And um, I think we're going to take some of that away. And if you accept this sacrifice, you're going to take a, take a hit to your uh, dexterity modifier as you become less, less, uh, less skillful, less acrobatic of a wizard. Damn. I mean, the hard one for me about this is I've made such good use of my acrobatic skills. <laughs> <laughs> It practically defines the character. Yeah. yeah, fine. All right. You uh you you step forward to like touch the wheel and as you do you kind of trip uh a little bit as <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Um so what's your what's your dex modifier, Taco? Uh 3. And yeah, no. Well, it's it's a 16 and then plus 3. No, it's a plus 1. Okay. Uh, uh, this, that's gonna hit your. That's gonna hit a lot of stuff, probably. AC initiative. You need to. Ch- are you changing? You're not changing my modifier. You're changing my. Oh yeah, the, whatever the score bumps it down to a plus one. I think that's a twelve. Well, maybe I just made it 126. That's not that. 126 is not. That would be a crazy sacrifice to make. All right, uh, Magnus is gonna spin. All right. Do do do. Body. Oh man. Uh, body we've seen before in past rounds, although I'll admit it's going to hit you, the the party's uh, main defender, uh, much, much harder than it did your your accomplice. Uh, by choosing body, you will have a significant amount of, of your vitality drained from you, Max. I accept. Okay. Uh, it's going to take 20 off your max HP. You're good? Yep. <laughs> All right. Now wait, just, wait, 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 wait. Off the max HP? Yep. I mean, uh, listen, my max HP is 111, so that drops me no, down no. to 91. I'm still doing fine. All right, you walk up to the wheel, and just how you saw it happen to Magnus earlier, or happen to Taco earlier, you just feel some of your vitality, like, drain from you, and you get kind of a, like a sour feeling in your stomach, and you feel like a really harsh, like, cold chill kind of go through you. I'll do some crunches later and get it back. Um, <laughs> uh, now we have I two lights. Again. Two lights up over the... Oh, okay. Skull. With Skull, you're going to have a spot of bad luck in the future um, mm-hmm. if you if you accept Skull. Well, I'm having plenty of bad luck now. I accept. Spin again. <laughs> All right, Magnus is just going beast mode. Hold on. And I'm, I'm mind. 
I spend mind. Oh, man. Oh, Trav, I could hurt you so bad with mine, though, bud. I know. How do I want to get you? I have two ways to fuck you right now, Trav, and I'm trying to decide which one's the best one. One's hard. One's real bad. I'm not going to do that one. I'll do the next one. Magnus. Uh Uh-huh. You have someone that you loved once, right? And they were taken from you by someone who you now hate. I wonder which one would be worse to take from you, the person that you loved or the person that you hate. I think we'll go with the latter. If you accept his sacrifice, you'll, you'll forget Governor Kalen. You'll forget all about him. You won't be able to track him down. You just won't know anything about Governor Kalen. You'll forget what... You'll, you'll remember what he did to you, but you will not remember who did it. I whisper in uh, Magnus's ear, I don't know who that is, but that sounds chill as hell. I mean, right? Like, just let go and let go, my man. Finally, you can get your mind. That's what, uh, that's what this, per- whoever the person is, the- I'm sure that's what they'd want, right? Yeah. Get on with your life. Get on with your life. What a gift. You know, here's the thing. Wait a minute. So those are the terms? Yep. Uh, Magnus. Uh-huh. Tell me what happened. I, I'm sorry. I see what you all are doing here, and we've been running Wonderland for long enough. He won't be able to remember no matter what. You can tell I him the story or whatever, but uh, it's, that would be a shitty sacrifice, don't you think? That's all right. I saw Memento. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Merle. Taco. Yeah. Don't try to remind me of it. But if in your journeys you ever meet a slimy asshole named Governor Kalen, kill him on sight. Don't talk to him. Don't let him talk to you. Kill him. And tell him it's for Julia. That's the one thing I want you to say to his face before you kill him. This is for Julia. Then you end him then and there. And Understood? Then loot, and then loot him for you Julia. You do whatever the fuck you want after that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, we kill most of the people we come in contact yeah, right. with anyway. Statistically Perfect. speaking, so, we're probably going to kill him eventually. Deal so. made. Con- yeah, deal confirmed. Accepted. And just like that, like Magnus's quest for vengeance just ends. And, and ours begins. <laughs> <laughs> You're at four out of six lights. Uh, I'm spinning. Go I'm for spinning. it. All right. Let's see. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. The wheel that, was, the wheel. that was real cool, Magnus. Yeah. Hey, thanks. What was? <laughs> <laughs> Merle spins swords. Hmm. Come on. Come on. Give it to me. The problem with swords for you, Merle, is you're just not a very... <laughs> I haven't won any fights. Yeah, you're not a very combative person. Um, One moment, please. Who killed the spider in our very first adventure? The big hairy I, spider. I know I wasn't there for that, so I'm not sure. Um, well, yeah. Instead, I'll I'll change it because I don't know that you have any big glorious battles in the future uh, oh, that me. I can take away from you. Uh, a little bit of smoke comes out of you when you say that. Uh, but um, 
How about this? In your next battle here in Wonderland, you're going to be a real dunce. Uh, and if you accept no, but this... but what's his punishment? Yeah, but well, what? No, but then what happens after? Yeah. If you accept this one, um, every everything you uh, do in the next battle here in Wonderland, you will have disadvantage. Accepted. All right. Five out of six. You boy, Wait. You three accepted, are... you pricks. A little bit oh, of that. That's good. Make more black smoke. Uh, a little All bit right. of that smoke, and uh, again, you see some of it get peeled off, and Magnus, you see... You see that red rope just eating it all up. I'm going to spin the uh, uh, the wheel now. Clock. Oh, taco. My sweet taco. What's up? How do elven ages work? I thought you've been running Wonderland for a long time. <laughs> this and is you're this is Griffin. This is Griffin asking. Or aren't they? How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? We'll leave it abstract. I'll take it from the... I'll take it. I got another thing. Taco, you are uh, you are of the elven people and a good looking one at that. And so taking time from you is a tricky prospect because elves can live a long, long time. And we don't want to establish a discrepancy in the sacrifices that we demand from our participants. So instead of taking your age from you, mm-hmm. what if we sort of take away something that diminishes over time? Which is to say, some of your beauty, Taco. I wonder if you would accept a a sacrifice that uh, uh, deals a hit to your vanity like that. If you take this, Taco, you'll just become slightly less of of just a beautiful young elf man. Can he choose what part of him is not as attractive? Will it, will, will it, ma- okay. <laughs> so, like, I'll go from sort of uh, feminine, ethereal, be- ethereal beauty to more like um, sort of a craggy Richard Burton kind of <laughs> handsome kind of thing. More of a Richard Karn esque beauty is what we're That's talking about. That's way too beautiful, Griffin. Choose again. More of a Richard Linklater. No, he looks good. Oh, damn it. He looks good. He looks fucking good. <laughs> I love that it, you were just like, oh, yeah, my fucking uh, agility in battle? Fuck that. No way. But my beauty? Hmm. Well, you have to understand that, like, for Taco, it's not just vanity. I mean, it's like the the way he sees himself is as a television personality that has been disgraced but will eventually... Uh, come back, not like television, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, uh, who will reclaim his rightful place? Right. Um, and that, like that, that, this is counter to that. Hey, I'll take another spin. If you do that, you would have two spins because you would lose one. That's how the penalty works. How? Like how bad? <laughs> how it, ugly? I'll put it this way, Taco. For the first time in your life, you will simply look normal. You will be plain. Uh, and you hear uh, uh, Edward say, well, that's a fate worse than death if you ask me, but Taco, it's your sacrifice to make, bud. I just don't... I know I need to make a decision here. <laughs> it's just, you know... 
It's a tough one, right? You say to to one-eyed Merle and Magnus who just forgot the no, listen, killer listen, of listen. his everybody's battles of their own. And yeah, but I, like, I'm not going like, to sit there and tell tell Taco that his struggle is worse or less than mine. I Taco's realize also how not hard a good they, person. Like Taco's not yeah. a good person. I like, know Taco well hard. enough at this point to understand how hard this must be for him. I understand if this is too much, and I'll take two spends if you need to say no. Listen, I've thought about it a lot, and uh, as near as I can figure, normal Taco is still head and shoulders above 90% of the population <laughs> of this stupid planet. So let's go ahead and go normal. You instantly are changed, and you don't feel it. And Merle and and Magnus, like, no, he still looks like he's not unrecognizable, right? He still looks like Taco, but like, there's there are there are differences that you just because you've traveled with him for so long, you can kind of pick out. Just like you know, his lips aren't as full, and his eyes aren't as soft. He's got the (laughs) genetic. I cast a sky self on Taco. To make myself look like old Taco. And instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Except I still see normal Taco. Except he still sees normal Taco with his true sight. Oh, dear God, this is getting confusing. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, Okay, Taco, you're beautiful again, but you're going to have to keep burning that spell uh, in order to keep yourself. That's great. You have fucking arcane cosmetics now. This is the best game ever made. (laughs) <laughs> with that the six dot opens up uh, the six dot turns green and the big stone door opens up uh into the next chamber Shit. griffin that, where's the where's the red robe right now uh the red robe is floating towards the door and motioning you towards it all right let's go boys uh and as, as they they step through the doors and as they do the red robe leans down and you can like see the red robe doing this now and it extends a skeletal finger and prods it into your palm and makes a mark in it of thieves can't and it's a symbol that thieves use to let others know that it's gonna pop off soon cool it's fun you move into the next room and it's another big circular chamber and it's the trust or forsake room and you step in, and you don't even get a rules explanation this time. I think that Edward and Lydia just assume that you know what the deal is. But these rings of light are emanating from the platform in the middle of the room. Uh, and the screen on it spins, and the uh, the face that pops up on it, I'm just going to say, because I, I rolled for the other two, but um, I, I just want everybody to get a turn on it. Magnus, your face, your pixelated uh, caricature of your face appears uh, on the pedestal. And you hear Edward say, uh, you know what's up, right? If if things yep. work in your favor, you can breeze right through the next challenge or you could face your doom. It's up to you, Magnus. Uh, have at it. And as I stare at the buttons, the sad face of Rowan appears before me saying the word, why? And I look at Taco. And what is Taco doing, Justin? Taco, you you see before her the sad face of of Taco, and stop it. <laughs> then Taco mouths because I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> and I look over at Merle. And what's Merle doing? Picking his nose. And I look back at arm. the button, 
And I see the face of Julia. No, I hit trust. Okay. Son of a bitch. Stupid. You hit trust. And uh, the same sort of display appears in front of you again. And it says, you chose trust. And it says, they chose... Do you have a two-sided die? <laughs> uh, no. It's called a quarter. They also <laughs> chose trust. Hey. Yay. Both parties chose trust. And you you hear uh, Edward say, oh, okay. Sorry, this just like never happens. And the door on the other side of the room slides open. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Okay. Yeah, because you both chose trust, you play the easiest version of the challenge ahead of you. Uh, it's, I mean, it's still going to be tough, but, you know. Can we win something this arc? Boy, let's see. Uh, you move into the next chamber, and uh, it's another huge circular room. And you realize as you walk in that the walls and floors and ceiling of this room are all made out of this really detailed screen, like an almost like an LED screen, and it's showing like these scenic vistas, almost like it's in like screensaver mode. So as you walk in, like this this screen makes it look like you're standing in a big tropical beach, um, and then it looks like you're standing in a smoky forested mountain, and then it looks like you're standing next to a babbling brook. Um, and at the far end of this room is a pile of bodies, but as you approach them, you realize that they're not. Dead folks, they are more of those wooden marionettes. And it's the, they're the same types with the, they're intricately carved with the, all the different points of articulation and no faces. And as you enter the room, the screen around you goes dark. And you hear Lydia say, This challenge is going to be fun to watch. Say, are any of you feeling particularly nostalgic? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I long for the time when we weren't in this place. Yeah, uh, sure. And like uh, Merle, as you say that, a bit of black smog comes out yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it joins a big cloud of black smog that lowers down from the ceiling. And this cloud, like, sucks up some of the mannequins from the pile. And then all of a sudden, uh, this this cloud takes the form of a massive red dragon. Um, and the screens around you are displaying what looks like a dragon's, like, horde, like a dragon's cave. Uh, and you can see some of the, the mannequin shapes, like, floating in its semi-translucent skin, but it looks and it sounds so real. But then it changes shape, and some of the mannequins fall out of the cloud, and it transforms into a hill giant holding a massive club, and all of a sudden you're standing, um, in the, the ruins of a castle on a hill, uh, that, that, that the screen is showing you. And then the shape dissipates, and then it reforms, sucking up more of those mannequins from the back of the room. And all of a sudden, it's a floating beholder uh, with all of its uh, different eye stalks uh, glowing with different colors. Uh, and uh, two mannequins raise up from the floor, and all of a sudden, they're surrounded by black smoke, and they transform into mind flayers. And all the while, like while you're seeing these different scenes, and this shape is transforming into different monsters... A word is circling the room uh, on that screen uh, that says calibrating. And after a few more of these transformations, all the mannequins fall to the floor and the screen surrounding you lights up and it makes it look like you're standing in some sort of cavern. Only the walls of the cavern are giving off a faint glow. 
and then a bunch of mannequins are picked up off the ground and absorbed by the smog, and it starts to take shape. Uh, and you see eight long black legs with a thick body and two sharp pincers and a long stinger uh, up here out of that smog. And one of the mannequins just stands up from the pile and is encircled with smog, and suddenly that one is holding a smooth staff, and it's wearing a fantastic robe emblazoned with a spider. Brian's! And then those two figures come to life and start to march towards you as three words appear on the ceiling on the screen, and they say... Boss Rush, begin. (laughs) Hey, this is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and... A real human being and a real hero. Thanks for listening to episode 55 of The Adventure Zones, the fifth episode of the Suffering Game arc, which I intended to keep pretty short and tight, um, but it's it's getting away from me again a little bit. It'll still be a little bit shorter than the other arcs. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope it's not causing you too much anxiety. I promise it's going somewhere. Uh, I have a few sponsors to tell you about this week. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago. We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a few Jumbotron messages to read for you, too. This one's for Joel Ginn, uh, and it's from Maggie the Maggot. That's a fun nickname for Maggie. Uh, Augustus and Lysander, who say, Dear Joel, congratulations on being the kind of DM and friend that warrants well wishes from the Brothers McElroy. Thanks for the great adventures and happy questing for your doctorate in psychology. You'll always have a spot at our table. A person with a doctorate in psychology, and I don't want to, like, cast aspersions here, would have some pretty nasty, like, tricks up their sleeve when it came to DMing. Like, if this person was running the suffering game, I feel like they could really get deep down in that, deep down in that super ego and do some wild stuff. Uh, I have another message here for Universal, who, and it's from Blaze, Vaparu, Blood Ted, Quinn, and Kian and Scoo. And I, I'm going to go ahead and think, I'm going to guess this is a D&D group, but they say, To a truly great storyteller, we really enjoyed season one of the Crate and Kobold campaign, and it's very lit for the next one. Thanks for all the fun times, and thank you in advance for gifting Blaze the magical sword Elf Licker, which turns into a dog for 1d6 turns if you want to attack an elf with it. I don't know, it sounds a little OP to me, but... Blaze, Blaze gonna get what Blaze wants. I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag. Uh, if you do that, you might end up as a character on the show, like Rowan, polite botanist on Twitter, uh, Cam, Cam Marshall, uh, Splarflord on Twitter, uh, uh, Lydia, who's hacked motion art, and Edward, who's Lumberbuns on Twitter. Um, there probably won't be too many more like new characters uh, coming up in this campaign uh, before we move on to the next one. Um, but we still really appreciate you spreading the word. It is the only way that we, like, uh, get more people to listen to us is word of mouth, because we don't pay to advertise Adventure Zone at all, anywhere at all. So, uh, thank you all very much for, for your help in spreading the word. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the, the Adventure Zone Facebook group. Uh, it is a really cool community, uh, and, uh, it's, there's a lot of fun stuff happening over there. Uh, Matthew and Lindsay are our mods. Thank you both for, for your help in keeping it, uh, keeping it chill. Thanks to Max Fun for having us. You can go to maximumfun.org and check out all the other great podcasts, 
uh, over there. They're all free, and I guarantee you're going to find something you're going to like over there. They got shows like Jordan Jesse Go, Stop Podcasting Yourself, Judge John Hodgman, a bunch of really, really great programs. Uh, if you like the stuff we do and you want to hear more McElroy-based podcasts uh, or video stuff, you can go to McElroyShows.com. Uh, and you can find it all there. We have a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of podcasts and videos that we do. Um, so go check it out if you want to hear more of us. That is it for this ad block. I'm going to let you get back into the episode. Next one's going to be up on Thursday, February 9th. So we will talk to you then. Bye. initiative uh, I got a seven total 16 for me I have uh, well 13 <clears throat> all right uh, do you remember the voice <laughs> this doesn't have a voice these two things weirdly enough like they look kind of like magic Brian and Brian but they don't they aren't making any sound. Uh, they aren't like speaking to you and they look like uh, magic Brian also doesn't have a face. Um, yeah. Uh, first up is Taco, and I will warn you guys that this battle that I've devised here is kind of a special case in which, like, it's gonna move and change in ways that, like, battles typically don't in this game. So, uh, just a heads up. I don't want a bunch of, like, people telling me rules stuff because I'm, this is gonna be, uh, a, a different kind of battle. But Taco, you are up first. I'll just cast Magic Missile as a second level spell on Magic Brian. Okay. What is that in that... Those like automatically it hit, right? It just gives it, yeah. Um, it's one d four plus one force damage uh, as a second level spell. It's an additional uh, dart. Okay, so you hit him with four, four darts. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Well, no, sorry, four, two, three, two, eleven, four, two, three, two, six, eleven. Yeah. Okay, you hit Magic Brian for 11 points of damage, and with that, uh, the facade that was sort of composing this Magic Brian, uh, you, like, knock it off of him as the fourth bolt hits, and you see that just turn into black smoke that lifts up into the ceiling, and the mannequin, the the, the marionette, uh, falls down and is sort of sucked back into the pile in the back of the room. Well, kind of. Merle, you're up Inspiring. next. Merle, you're up next. You have uh, Brian the Spider in front of you. I cast Sanctuary on Magnus. Okay. That wards Magnus. Any creature who targets Magnus with an attack or harmful spell must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Okay. Uh, It doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects. Got it. All right, you cast a buff on Magnus. Uh, next up is the boss, the uh, big spider Brian. Uh, seeing that uh, its accomplice was just killed, is going to make an attack on Taco. Uh, and it's just going to. I meant I cast. Nope, it on and it just Taco. jumps forward and uh, tries to grab you with its pincers and bite into you. Uh, 19 versus AC. I'm going to do yeah. protection. I jump uh, in front with the shields. Okay. That's disadvantage. Got it. Uh, 15 versus AC. 
Now that I do have to check. 19 was a defo hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to hit too. All right. We need to get you some new pants, doggo. Mm-hmm. Some thick armored pants. Uh, you get bit for 14 points of damage, Taco. Mmm, delicious. Uh, next in the order is Magnus. Uh, I'm gonna attack with my two-handed axe. Well, yeah, I'll attack one-handed with the axe so and keep my shield out. Okay. 18. That is just enough. Nice. Cool. I'm also gonna turn it into a goading attack. Uh, okay. When attack lands, uh, superiority dice plus damage, and you have to make a wisdom saving throw. So the damage is eight uh, plus five. So that's 13. And then uh, my superiority dice, I rolled a seven. So you'll need to roll a 20 or better as a saving throw. Plus, yeah, okay. Um, I rolled a 14. I don't think there's anything I can add to that that's going to get me there. So, okay. Cool. So, so now I have to attack you. So now I have to attack you, but then I have to yep. s- roll a wisdom save to even get the attack off. Yep. Okay, that's cool. Wow, you guys are really using your heads on this fight. Well, you know, in my old age now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, how much damage did you do? <laughs> uh, 13 points of damage. Okay, with that, Brian, the spider, just collapses, and a bunch of those marionettes fall out of him and get pulled back into the shape in the back of the room. And the cloud dissipates and floats up into the ceiling. And then the room changes. Uh, And all of a sudden, the room actually looks like, and this may be kind of a bummer for you guys, but it looks like Phandalin. And that smoke comes down, and it absorbs some of those marionettes, and it's taking on kind of a humanoid shape. And all of a sudden, standing in front of you is a giant flaming dwarf. Are we talking pre-us or post-us? Well, yeah, it, like, it looks like, uh, just based on the scene and the, the big flaming door from the middle, it looks like it's going to be during us. Um, uh, okay. And Ditto this whole time, True Sight giving me any insight? Yeah, that's a good question. Your True Sight actually lets you see the red robe, and the red robe is, like, behind all of this, like, behind the pile of bodies, Um and seems to be, like, working on something on the far side of the room, uh, kind of close to the exit door from this room. Um, it looks like he's, like, trying to channel some sort of spell or something. But, yeah, it, the red rope's doing something on the far side of this room. That's what you see. Uh, Taco, you're up. Uh, uh, hold on. Magnus wants to say out loud, hey, hey, fellas, should I circle around, do you think? And I keep an eye on the red rope to see how he reacts. It ho- he just extends a single finger as if to say, like, wait a minute. I'm going to cast... First off, I want to roll an arcana check. Okay. To see if I have any idea what's going on here. Uh, 17. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just, like, really, really advanced, like, animation magic. Um, the, the black smoke... Like Pixar? Yeah. The black smoke... You have, like, you've never seen anything quite like it. Um, it seems to be, like, uh, uh, instantiating, th- like, creating stuff in a way that you've, like, never seen magic behave before. Um, so it's, like, some combination of those things. Um, but, yeah, you, you understand that these things are being animated and brought to life. There's also some sort of, um, you, you can feel it now that you've rolled this check. There's something sort of... Um, 
like scanning you like you feel you, you feel some sort of presence in your own mind taco uh that is scanning you and you you intuit that it is like feeding it the information that is showing it like how to transform into these battles that you fought before um when magic brian when the brian's disappeared and the the dwarf reappeared were they in basically the same area um yeah more or less like in the center of the room okay I'm going to cast the Hunger of Hadar. Holy shit. What? I'm opening a gateway to the dark between the stars. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh It's a region infested with unknown horrors. (laughs) Yeah, you know. You know. Oh, you uh, don't know. A 20-foot radius sphere of blackness and bitter cold appears centered on a point that is basically um, the dwarf's nards, and it's going (laughs) to last for a minute. The void is a cacophony of soft whispers and slurping noises. It can mm-hmm. be heard from 30 feet away. There's no light that can illuminate the area, and it creates a warp in the fabric of space. Yeah. And the area is difficult terrain. Any creature that starts to turn in this area takes 2d6 cold damage. Mm-hmm. If you end your turn in the area, you have to take a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 acid damage as otherworldly tentacles rub against you. Now the, is that the, level one? Or? The explanation yeah, I'm reading says uh, milky otherworldly tentacles rub against Milky. It. And I'm wondering yeah, why you didn't read that particular clear. adjective. It was just a little too grody. Yeah. And that's, that's the nasty. hunger of Hodor? Uh, <laughs> that's the hunger of... It's the hunger of Hagar. <laughs> then <laughs> It's pretty horrible, I'll tell you guys what. All right, this, <laughs> this weird black starry field appears on the ground, uh, but they don't have to roll anything until it's turn, right? Right. Okay, Merle, you're up. We're just staring at a big, like, orb with milky tentacles coming out of it. It's like, okay, now we have to do something. I would, I would recommend no one be near that. Yeah, but <laughs> you're, like, you can still definitely That's just battle see. Battle tips 101. You can still definitely see the flaming dwarf inside of it. I'm going to cast. I'm going to cast Guardian of Faith. And bring forth Angelic Delores. Okay. <sighs> and any creature hostile to the three of us that moves into a space within 10 feet of the Guardian on the first time must succeed on a dexterity throw. The creature takes 20 radiant damage on a failed save. Or half as much on a successful one. So I can't wait till it's my turn to cast Axe. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's, he's summoning Delores. He's summoning spheres of milky tentacles. And I swing up. He's a metal on a stick. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Delores, the your guardian angel, appears uh, in, in the same space. You guys are just kind of stacking up these bombs uh, for, for, this, for this horrible figure. Uh, and uh, she she appears in the field. One weird thing happens um, where you've cast this spell uh, a few times on your adventure now. Uh, this time when you summon your angel, it takes her like a while to show up. Not too long, but like five seconds longer than usual. Also, some milky black tentacles come out of the orb. No, um, no, 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 no. But she, she, but she, she fights them off. Okay. All right. Cheater. <laughs> uh, next up is the giant flaming dwarf who takes 2d6 cold damage. So go ahead and roll that. Four, five, nine. Okay. And then has to roll to escape, right? Dexterity no, it's save. at the end. Of, if it's still in there at the end of its turn. Okay. 
Uh, uh, it has to do that. Oh, it has to roll a save, right? To For the guardian angel? A dexterity saving throw. This is the dex save for the angel. Uh, 22. What? You have a 22-sided die? No, that's, sometimes you add numbers to the numbers in, dex, in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, okay. So it takes half damage, so it takes 10. Um, okay. And it is still not down. Uh, and it is going to uh, step forward uh, to try to get away from this this horrible death trap in the middle of the room. And it uh, fires off a fireball uh, targeted at sort of the middle of all of you, uh, including Cam. And uh, no! all of you make a dexterity saving throw. No! Uh, I got a 15. That is not going to do it. What did you say? A dexterity saving throw? Yeah, should be no problem for me. I'll just <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Thirteen. Nope. Uh, five. All right. So Cam got a nat twenty, and I'm not sure how this is even going to work <laughs> out. <laughs> Roll. You he- wanted to be the dungeon master. Um, Cam's, uh, yeah, Cam, I guess, gets, uh, just sort of, like, tugs away and falls off your shoulder, Taco, and rolls out of the, the blast. What did you get, Merle? Five. Okay. Uh, and the three of you are surrounded by, uh, a wave of flame that hits you. Oh, oh, oh. For 11 damage each. With that, the shape, uh, dissipates, and the flaming dwarf is gone. Um, and appearing in the middle of the room, uh, you see three of the marionettes pick themselves up from the pile and wa- start walking towards you, and they are surrounded by black smoke. Um, and all of a sudden, you see in front of you, uh, two of them turn into these like grisly, meaty shapes. Um, and the one in the middle, you see transform into a tuxedo, with a very bright, uh, uh, not a tuxedo, but like a nice red suit with a bright shimmering bow tie. And you recognize them as Jenkins and the two meat monsters. Cam, uh, after being knocked off uh, Taco's shoulder, uh, he looks up at you, Taco, and he says, uh, I'm getting pretty sick of this. Taco, you got a spare wand? <laughs> Does he even have a wand? Yes, I have a spare wand. Yeah, it's because you're using your umbrella, but you still have your starter wand. Yeah, right. Here you go. Toss it down to me. He catches it. He catches it in his mouth, and he moves it. He moves it around a little bit, uh, and all of a sudden, Cam is now levitating. Uh, oh yeah! And yeah. he has the wand. You could have done that this whole time. We've been carrying your head. He looks over <laughs> at you, Magnus. And he says, "Spell slots," and then he <laughs> he points his wand at Jenkins and the two meat monsters, and he says, "Heads up." MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. 
listener supported. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights.